0: today i want to uh remind you that we have a team of people in the dominican republic right now as we speak who are building a uh, a playground again it's the second dominican republic trip this year which is awesome um and so really uh, the generosity and prayers go with them and i also want us to pray uh for a special friend of mine and, and really a friend of this house it is joe riddle um, his wife is going through a very 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 difficult time at the moment and she was rushed to the ER last night uh, just a lot of stuff going on so can we believe God uh, with him and for him and for Laura Riddle uh, Father I thank you for a praying church I thank you the effectual fervent prayer of righteous people it avails much I thank you you incline your ear to the righteous and so Lord I lift up Lord those in in the Dominican Republic right now. I bless them and I ask you, keep them safe. I lift up Lauren Riddle to you right now and God, she needs your touch. She needs a miracle. Lord. Touch a life, flow let arms and legs start to work again I curse tumors in her body now I curse any curse in Jesus name and I bless her body and I declare over them a story of God let the touch of God flow over their family I pray in Jesus name jesus name come on say this prayer with me jesus open my heart open my mind to hear your word to be changed to see what i need to see help me receive your word not with guilt not with shame but with a forward expectation of wisdom and life holy spirit Help me become all you desire. Speak to me where I need it in Jesus name. And the church of Life said, "Amen, come on, let's give the Lord a hand. Come on, let's praise God in advance. Praise God. Praise God. Go ahead, grab your seat. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 31, Proverbs 15: 31 and 32. How many brought some faith? How many came to listen? Hopefully you're not still feeling the leftovers of Thursday, but you're ready to listen. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. Someone say, give it to me. (laughs) Last week I began a talk, a collection of talks. It's really only going to be a two-week talk because next week we'll dive into more of a Christmas theme. But I wanted to talk again about this thought, the forgotten path of thankfulness, part two. We found out last week that this strange path to thankfulness was actually through the gate of discipline. Let me say that again, this strange path to thankfulness was unusually through a gate called discipline. One of the ways we will actually live more thankful lives is if we heed God's warnings and God's instructions. Someone say amen. Amen. I went snowboarding with a, a friend of mine probably 10 plus years ago. I hadn't gone a whole lot, but I'd gone more than him, so I could tell him what to do, right? I'd gone three, four times, it was his first day. I'm like, hey man, the first day is going to be rough. Uh, You fall a lot. If you've never snowboarded before, first couple hours of snowboarding, you would feel like you're basically challenged in every single way. Um, Anyway, I was trying to instruct him how to go left and go right. And I said, bro, you got to learn how to go left and right first. And he says to me, nah, I just want to go fast. I was like, you do you, boo-boo. It didn't go well for him. A year later, he still had a sore wrist. <laughs> Someone say, listen to those who've gone before you. What is the Bible other than an instruction manual to not get killed on a snowboarding trip called life? Um, I began to talk about last week, five different thoughts, and let me just... Re-jot your memory if you're forgotten. How many know you're forgettery sometimes better than your memory? We talked about if you'll discipline yourself not to be influenced by fools, you'll be thankful. We talked about if you'll discipline yourself to embrace God's sexual boundaries, you'll be thankful. If you'll discipline yourself not to be lazy or a workaholic, you'll be thankful. We talked about if you discipline yourself to speak the truth, you'll be thankful. If you'll discipline yourself to exercise thankfulness, you'll be thankful. Why is discipline so important? Let me give you a couple of scriptures that back me up. Some of you are looking disappointed. You came to church already. <laughs> Proverbs 15:32: "Those who disregard discipline despise other people." Is that, that's not what it says. Wow. Those who disregard discipline despise who. Those who disregard what? Despise who? Why? Because it hurts you. But then it says this, but the one who heeds correction or heeds correction gains what? Someone say, give me understanding. How many of you know that many times you don't find understanding in a book as much as you find it in the lessons of life? Because sometimes you read it and then you go, oh, later you go, ah, you were right. Proverbs 19 verse 20, listen to advice and accept discipline and at the end, someone say at the end. end. It's not at the start, is it? It's at the end. At the end, you'll be counted among the wise. One of the hard things about adulthood is that you no longer have a parent there to say stop. (laughs) Your your parent obviously was disciplining you. How many of you got smacked when you were young? Say praise God. How many got time out? how many got lights out? just checking, just checking, there was lights out, there's timeout I'm glad my parents smacked me, I just want to let you know right now, I'm glad they did I didn't just get timeout. I got the wooden spoon, I got the hand, A couple of times I got the belt, mm, yeah Somebody like uh. At my school, I promise you this, in, in third grade, in my school, this was before they banned this, <laughs> I got the bamboo stick, people, on the bottom. The girls got it on the hand, the boys got it on the bottom. Praise God. <laughs> the challenge of your life is that you no longer if you're 20 plus you no longer have an adult just telling you what to do then if you do you should probably move out (laughs) but I want to tell you this you can't be a disciple without discipline we discovered this last week you can't be a disciple without discipline you can't say I believe in Jesus but never follow you can't be a disciple without discipline a lot of eyes are on the World Cup right now, we're watching trained athletes, we're watching people who have been training for 20 years often, and they have disciplined their health, they've disciplined their fitness, they've disciplined their sleeping habits, they've disciplined their stretching habits, they've disciplined everything, and, and uh, how many of you know that if you were to, if, if, the, if the US or whoever your favorite team is, because we have a very multicultural church, and I'm not assuming that we're all just going for the United States of America to get in the final. here's what I know I know that if Portugal from Pastor Fernando's perception if they partied the night before the World Cup final he would be very mad if they lost why because you lost sight of the goal you lost sight of what was the reward you're there to win and then once you win you're there to have a good time Listen to what Paul says to Christians. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? And then he says this, run in such a way as to get the prize. Some say, I'm running to win. Come on, say, I'm running to win. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Some say strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last But then he says this, but we do it. Who's the we? Every Christian. But we do it to get a crown that will what? Last forever. Therefore I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. For the prize. Do you know this that preaching is easier than living it? <laughs> My wife has watched me preach for 18 and a half years. Communicating it's easy, living it's a little harder. The title of talk today then is just discipline your health and you'll be thankful. Discipline your health and you'll be thankful. Some of you are already disappointed about what I'm talking about. (laughs) I was talking to my mother recently on the phone. She's about 71 years old and uh, she's a very vibrant, vibrant woman. Her doctor told her she has the heart of a 32 year old. Um, She wants her body to catch up with that. Um, but I was talking to her recently, she walks a lot and so forth, a very joyful woman. I was telling my mom, mom, you need to lift weights. And I've been telling her that for years. Now, I'm not telling her to lift weights because she needs her biceps and triceps to show. Now, I want her to lift weights because I want her to do well in her 70s. I want her to do well in her 80s. I want her to even do well in her 90s. And if she will conserve and look after what she has, how I many know it will go better for her? My uh, mother has a very good relationship with her parents. I know for a fact she wants her parents to live long. Love wants us to live long. Let me say that again. Love wants you to live long. If you talk to any parent, every parent wants their kids to live long and be strong. So let's talk about God's desire for your life. In this area, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may do what? Live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. I want to make two observations here. There's a blessing attached to honoring your parents. And I believe it's also attached to this. There's a blessing attached to listening to wise counsel. God says one of the first promises of long life is to honor your parents. Because if you listen to your parents, you will listen to others. Haven't you found that? Deuteronomy 34 verse 7, Moses was 120 years old when he died. Watch this now, yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. God's presence kept him strong. Psalm 91 verse 16, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Isn't that good? First Chronicles 29 verse 28. He died, speaking of David, at a good old age. Someone say a good old age. Having enjoyed what? Long life, wealth, and honor. It goes on to talk about Solomon, 1 Kings chapter 3. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this, speaking when he he asked of wisdom. So God said to him, since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and a discerning heart so that there will never be anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not ask both wealth and honor so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings and watch this now verse 14 and if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did I will give you what how many of you would like a long life how many of you would like a long life and a strong life it is both and even here's the funny thing for some reason in your uh, perhaps if you're in your 40s and 50s you're kind of like you know what I'd rather just go meet Jesus right now Your parents want you to live long. Your kids want you to live long. I believe God wants you to live a long and strong life. Here's the interesting thing, though. I'd have to say this. Some of God's promises are all connected to our identity in Christ. Some of God's promises are simply connected to wisdom. Let me say it again. Some of God's promises are solely connected to who you are in Christ some of God's promises are solely connected to wisdom. Are you with me? Now, here's the thing. God, what's the heart of God for his children? It's a long life. It's a strong life. Let me give you a promise, then let me tell you a story. Proverbs chapter 3, 13. If you're immense, men's transform, you're going to know at least a little bit of this one. Blessed are those who find wisdom. Someone say, seek it. Those who gain understanding, for she is what? More profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her what? Long life is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, those who hold her fast. We'll be blessed. Now, some of you might be like, Pastor Anthony, um, this is not January 1st. This is not New Year's resolution goal time. I want to eat myself stupid for the next month. Talk to me about my health in January 1st. I know. I already know. I'm already feeling the vibe, right? This is the January 1 talk. So you want to continue to establish bad habits for the next 30 days and make it harder for you to break those habits, but then on January 1st, then you'll really be amazing. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> A month ago, I was in, in the hospital with my wife. She had gone to the dentist and the, uh, the, the medicine that they'd given her had not gone well with her body. She started getting some numbing pains down her right leg and right arm and we were starting to go, oh man, this is not good. And... and There's that moment where you're like, should I go to the hospital or not? Isn't it weird the things you think about when you think about the hospital? You're like, really? Should I wait in those long lines? Uh, You know, I'm not going to sleep tonight. We think about the dumbest things (laughs) when we're sick. And in in the end, we had to uh, take her to the hospital. And thankfully, all was well. She just had a bad reaction to this certain medicine. And I was walking around the hospital and I was watching a bunch of sick people. I was watching some old people. And I had to think to myself, man, as I'm watching old people, as I'm watching sick people, I had to learn a lesson. And I hope you learn it too. Don't only value health when you're sick. Don't only value health when you're sick. Jim Rohn says this, keep... Care of your body is the only place you got to live. Let me read this passage of scripture to you one more time Proverbs chapter 15, verse 31. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. How many of you ever gone to a restaurant and um, my wife and I have been going to Paisano's, uh, it's an Italian restaurant on Park Avenue, Rutherford, go there, mention our names, it'll do you nothing. (laughs) Free advertising, they do a great job, they've been doing a great job for like 18 plus years. I've never been disappointed when I've gone there. It's normally a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10. Everything they bring you is good. Someone say everything. There's nothing they bring me I'm allergic to. There's nothing they bring me that I don't like. There's nothing they don't bring me that I'm like, ooh, I'll have that again. When it comes to God's wisdom, there's nothing God brings you that is bad for you. And I do feel like in Christian circles sometimes that we we kind of treat God like he's the waiter. Lord, would you bring me another portion of the uh, steak? But don't bring me fish. He's like, but you need fish right now. He's like, no, 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 I don't want that, I want this. And as I've been reading the book of Proverbs for years and years and years, sometimes we want God to bring us as a waiter, like love. Like, hey Lord, uh, this Sunday in church, can I have love? Can I have grace? Can I have mercy? And today I felt like, The Lord was like, tell them to value their health. And you know, you know what's funny? I actually got nervous about this talk. You're like, why? Because here's the funny thing. Anytime I'm stepping on someone's toes, I get nervous. Let me say it again. Anytime. If I talk about money sometimes, I'm like, oh, someone's not going to like it. If I talk about sexual boundaries, I'm like, someone's not going to like it. If I talk about whatever I talk about, if I talk about government or politics, it doesn't matter what I talk about. I know someone's going to be like, I'm not sure. I like that. But let me promise you this. There's nothing in the appetizers of God that you're allergic to. Actually, every single one of them is good. Every single one of them is healthy for you. And what if we as Christians just started to go, God, God, you know what's best for me. Why don't you just bring that main course? Let me give you a couple more scriptures. You ready for some more? Are you sure? (laughs) Let me give you this key quote. One of the things that will strike you about wisdom, the wisdom of Proverbs, is he's not going through everything himself. He's hearing the rebukes of life. How many know pain is an amazing teacher? Pain's an amazing, amazing teacher. Pain is your best teacher. But how many of you would rather watch other people in pain and learn the lessons you're meant to learn? I am, I am blessed today because I watched my parents do certain things a certain way, and I just went, uh-uh, that's not me. And you've got to internalize some of the pain around you so that you don't go through it. Listen to this, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30. I went past the field of a sluggard. I love that word past the vineyard of someone who has no sense thorns had come up everywhere the ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins what's he saying I went past the field of what a lazy man and I learned a lesson someone say I learned a lesson watch this now he goes on to say this where's my verse oh there it is Proverbs chapter 23 verse 29 Who has woe, who has sorrow, who has strife, who has complaints, who has needless bruises, who has bloodshot eyes, those who linger over wine, who go to sample bowls of mixed wine. What's he doing? He's he's learning from the lazy man. He's learning from the drunkard. He's learning from the immoral man. He's learning from also the wise man and the wise woman. If you look at Proverbs chapter 31, you you see wisdom painting this picture of this incredible woman. And he's learning the lessons that are around him. And what I would say to us today, what if you started to learn the lessons that are around you when it comes to health? Now, have you ever noticed that we hate extremes? Or we go to extremes? I noticed this in church life. You grew up in a church that goes four hours. You're like, I want a time, pastor. I've I've been around church leaders and and they grew up in holiness settings and all they ever talked about was the holiness of God. And then all of a sudden that, that same pastor, all he ever talks about is leadership and grace. We swing to both extremes. Have you ever noticed this in health? You get around someone who's healthier than you and they're a little bit extreme about it. And you look at them and go, ah, I'd never be that extreme. And you disregard their wisdom. And so you push it off. Have you ever met someone who's really cheap? Maybe you grew up in a house that they never spent anything. They had lots of money in the bank, but never spent anything. And then you as a, an adult, you're like, I'm going to spend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you got $30,000 in credit card debt because you don't want to be like mom and dad. And I've noticed this in time, that what we do is, people, we watch leadership extremes sometimes, money extremes sometimes, and even health extremes sometimes, and we go to the opposite of it. Which means this, sometimes you, when you think health, you might think a men's health magazine person, or a woman's health magazine person, or or you think, man, i got to go to the gym now for two hours a week, I mean two hours a day, and two hours a week might be good. And... uh, (laughs) And you go away from the extreme of it. But how many know you don't have to be a gym person to be healthy? You don't have to be a workout person to be healthy. But what I would say to you is wisdom would say, manage your health. Let me say it again manage, come on, say that with me manage my health. How many know you'll be glad you did in a year from now? You'll be glad you did in five years from now. You'll be glad you did in 10 years from now. I'm 45 years old. I've actually realized this. I've got to learn to manage my health through the decades. It looks different in my 40s than it did in my 20s. My wife will tell you I used to be able to eat like four nights a week of ice cream. You can't do that in your 40s. Well, you can. It's just not going to go that well. I've got to manage, I played basketball on Tuesday night. I was just glad I didn't get injured. When I was in my 20s, I'd be running around for hours, just running around, running around. I played two games of basketball Tuesday night. They said, you want to play some more? I said, no. I'm not hurt. The goal was, don't get hurt. You have to manage your body a little bit differently as you get older. Let me say it again. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. Are there rebukes of life? Did COVID treat, teach us? Treat us? Tetus? It definitely isn't us. Did COVID teach us anything? Unfortunately, most doctors became pharmaceutical salesmen and not doctors. When all I ever hear is doctors say, get another boost, get another shot. I'm like, are you selling boosts or are you you actually after people's health? And I don't care on your theology and philosophy on that. But what I would say is, surely a doctor should care about my whole life. Not just protect me from one disease. How about the 100 or 200 diseases that are out there? What if we all just got healthier from 2020 to now? Wouldn't we be better off? He who, the ear that hears, the rebukes of life. Let me share one scripture with you that you may have never thought about it this way. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20. For we are Christ's ambassadors. Say that with me. For we are Christ's ambassadors. I believe Christians are Christ's ambassadors. That means we're to be love ambassadors. That means we're to be grace ambassadors. That means we're to be truth ambassadors and light ambassadors. But you know one thing I've never thought about before? What if we're actually meant to be wisdom's ambassadors too? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So if I am a Christian, I'm actually meant to be someone who models wisdom model it in my morals model it in my money model, model it in my health model it in my family model it in how we work i'm meant to be a wisdom ambassador you receiving any of this now if it hurts it's okay it's good for you have you ever noticed that the dentist says to you flush your teeth None of you, good, all, all right. I right. <laughs> think you go to the wrong dentist. <laughs> and you ever get a pain in your tooth? And you think to yourself, you know what? I'll ignore it. Here's what we know. If you ignore it, you're going to need a filling. If you ignore it, keep on ignoring it, you're going to need a root canal. If you ignore that, you're going to need your tooth ripped out. It's just a matter of time. And isn't it funny that sometimes you'll ignore something for two years and three years and all of a sudden you show up to the dentist and he goes, you know what? I could have saved you this pain two years ago. And here's the funny thing I found about wisdom is that it'll be the exact same advice one year from now, (laughs) five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, but will you be in the heart position to receive it? The best time to change your health isn't January 1st, it's today, it's now. Let me ask you a couple of questions real quick. Do you have the energy you need to live at a high level of performance? Let me ask you again do you have the energy you need to live at a high level of performance because it's not about spring break or it's not about a vacation and looking all sexy for it do you have a high level for life isn't that a better question if your children were to copy you would you be happy about that or would you want something more for them i think that's a good question isn't it if your children were to copy you your health would you be happy about that or would you want something more for them. Number three, would a doctor or nutritionist say you are wise, and it is most likely that you would live a long life? I heard this amazing story of Tommy Barnett. Matthew Barnett leads an incredible ministry out of Los Angeles called the Dream Center, and his dad is really a legend in the faith. Led a church in two different locations, grew one church from 100 people to 20 thousand plus people moved to another place in arizona grew the same uh one church from 100 200 people to 20 plus 30 plus thousand people and matthew barnett said this about his son one time sorry he said it about his father one time that i thought it was one of the most unique quotes i've ever heard anyone say about his own dad he said my dad did every decade well i'm not not sure why when he said that it just struck me like dang man imagine someone being able to say about you you did every decade well is that what wisdom looks like doing every decade well relationally financially in your health can you do the decades well i've done some decades well but i'm gonna have to continue to change things Continue to change things, continue to morph things in my 40s, late 40s, this year, next year, turning 46. Someone looked at me last night like, Pastor Anthony, you're almost 50. I said, No, I'm almost 46. <laughs> that means 16 years from now, 15 years from now, I'll be 60, 25 years from now, I'll be 70. What the heck's going on? Thank you, sir. <laughs> I'll hug you later. <laughs> let me just say this. If, if you're in your teens, in your 20s, this is the easiest time of your life to be healthy. It's the easiest. If you're like, <laughs> I don't have to think about health. But let me also tell you this. Habits are hard to break. They're easily formed. They're hard to break. If you're in your 30s and 40s, know this, your 50s and 60s is waiting. That's encouraging, isn't it? If you're in your 50s and 60s, your, your 60s and 70s are waiting. Wouldn't it be good to deal with your health now? I'm not, again... Christmas is coming, and you're like, Pastor Anthony, can I? Am I going to show up to the party with celery? No. Don't be a weirdo. Have a good time. Eat some good food. But I just felt in my heart that I, that I was to actually talk on health. Aren't Christians, aren't we meant to model wisdom? It's not always easy but is it worth it it's not always easy but is it worth it when you get your, when you get to your 60s and 70s you'll thank God you did you look back on your life and go man thank God I did thank God I did he did every decade well what about you let me read it one more time Proverbs chapter 15 verse 31 the ear that hears the rebukes of life are you hearing them the ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise last story do you think god cares about your health a couple of years ago i had a dream about a person in our church a leader in our church and i met them in the hospital i said what are you doing here And in the dream, the person told me, and it wasn't good. Called up this person because I know them very well. I was like, hey, I just had this dream about you. Pretty concerning. One of our other pastors just had a dream about someone else six months ago in our church that he walked into a hospital bed and he said, I met you there. It wasn't good. Why does God do that? He does that because sometimes we're not listening. Because his heart for us is that we'd be blessed. Like a good parent. He wants you strong, healthy, full of energy, not full of guilt, not full of like, "Oh you should." And I no, 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 just full of health. Do you receive that? Would you stand to your feet? Why don't you close your eyes all across this place? The truth is, the challenge for some of us is this: that if you're really healthy, it can actually be an idol. Can value it, and you can almost get out of whack on it. Holy Spirit, I pray there'd just be help there. Fathers are doing great, and fathers' health is a challenge. God, I pray of this of this church and over every person watching online, as a good father would want his child healthy and strong and vibrant and energetic. God, I pray for your people that it just be the smallest little changes and smallest little tweaks, but in the way that you desire, that would help them be healthier and strong and more more energetic and more thankful. Their moods would lift, God. Father, I pray there just be a health and a life across the life of your church, that we would be ambassadors and representatives of wisdom. Father, I thank you for it. I thank you for it. Let it bless generations, Lord. Let a fresh oil come across people who need healing in their body. Healing in knees and backs and joints. Healing in minds, any anxiousness and depression. Father, I pray for healing across your church. In Jesus' name, touch people where they need it strengthen them when they need it with its shame and guilt let it get off them in the name of Jesus condemnation let it get off them in the name of Jesus spirit of the living God let a fresh oil be upon your people let joy be upon them help them be wise God I pray help us be wise while eyes are closed all across this place I talked today about physical health but the most important question would be are you spiritually healthy is your relationship with God right the bridge is broken but Jesus is the bridge the road is closed but Jesus is the road Our sin separates us from God, that's the truth. But God's love chases us down and keeps searching for us. Don't hide behind morality or even titles, Christian or Catholic or spiritual or I'm a good person. Jesus came to forgive and to cleanse and to save people. He offers you and me abundant life, eternal life, resurrection life. Maybe you're here in this place and you've not yet said yes to Him. He's already said yes to you. I want to take a moment to pray a simple prayer. And that prayer can connect you to the greatest, greatest person to ever, ever live. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. So all across this place, why don't we pray this simple prayer together? Say, dear Jesus, thank you that you love me so much to die on a cross for me. I believe you rose from the dead. I turn to you. I trust in you. Forgive my sin. Cleanse my heart cleanse my life I want to be part of the family of God I receive it by grace in Jesus name with eyes closed all across this place if you prayed that prayer today and you personally felt far away from God you personally didn't know if you were connected to God all across this place would you raise your hand and raise it up high there's those of you today that need to do that thank you ma'am thank you ma'am anyone else today yeah I see those hands there that's awesome today anyone else today Anyone else today? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Father, I thank you for your people. Bless them. Strengthen them. God, let this Christmas be an incredible, incredible season of joy and of laughter. Uh, God, of family and of hospitality, I pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, let God, every person continue to grow in you, I pray, all across the life and breadth of our church. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you receive God's Word today, we give the Lord a hand in the house of God.